You are listening to the She Salt Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Lighton, and my co-host are Shanaa Sony and Leah Fox. We are three women in our 50s, all with stories to tell and vast perspectives. We are everything from lifelong yogis, Reiki master, NASA scientist, helicopter pilot, life coaches, and plant medicine enthusiasts. This podcast's goal is to add feminine flavor to every subject under the sun, from sexuality to out-of-body experiences. We have you covered. Follow and listen along. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of She Salt. This is your host for today, Kathy Lighton. Shanaz and Leah will be joining me um, in a couple of weeks. We kind of took a summer hiatus. We all had a lot of things going on. Uh, Shanaz had some things with her boys, and Leah had some travel, and we've been busy getting our business with the, the photography studio up and running. But I'm with you today with a special guest, Joe Austin. Joe, you were coming to us from Turkey today, is that correct? That's correct. All yeah. right, the magic of media. I love it. So, welcome to the show. Uh, Joe is an alchemist. She is a healer. She also has a podcast. So, she's a podcast host host of Roatia Freedom, and she's going to give you a little bit of story behind that. And our title today is Healing Dis. Ease. Let me break that down for you. Healing dis-ease, D-I-S, and then separately, E-A-S-E. So when you think of the word disease, you don't break it down. And really, disease comes from your lack of ease, generally, in your life is how I see it. So it's, it's disease. It's not being at ease with your life somehow. And there's generally... I can't say always, but I do believe that generally when things boil up sickness or disease in our life, there is a systemic reason why there's something within us that we are not comfortable with that our body has manifested and inflamed and brought to the surface. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to let Joe sort of delve into her story um, and then I'm going to kind of ask her questions. And I really think this is going to be beneficial for a lot of listeners out there. So, Joe, I, I put a, a question on the She Salt Facebook page and I said, somebody give me a topic that you think we should discuss. And you brought up how we can heal ourselves from dis-ease. So tell me a little bit about your journey. We got into this when we were discussing opening this, the podcast today, and it's very interesting. So let me hear what what you have to share about that. Okay, so um, I've been um, on my own healing journey for about 21 years. That was when I first married myself to bring myself out of the existence that I felt like I was in through my own story, trauma, things that happened in my life to that date. And the fullness of my growing up years to that date um, gave me this rosacea on my face, which is red face, can hurt, it can come onto your chin, your nose, your cheeks, the whole face. It's just this really aggressive red, very, it looks like you've had a bad case of sunburn on the face, but the symptoms of it is 
like sending out burning, scratching, crawling. Um, it's just the most uncomfortable thing I've ever experienced. And because I was in such a, at that time, I was just um, a very um, busy hairdresser getting on with my career. I had the car, had the, the child, had the, you know, had everything that we were, were supposed to be aiming for. But yeah, I was dramatically, drastically unhappy inside because I was so disconnected from where I am now. So this rosacea was like the icing on the cake. I couldn't believe that something could attack me now when I was feeling so awful anyway. Right. So um, I tried, I wrote an ebook about it. Actually, it's on my um, website, people. I've just been as transparent as I can because it's such a misunderstood disease that we are told by the professionals is incurable. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. What's the cause of it? Do you do we know? I mean, it's definitely an inflammation, right? I mean, it's oh. that's brought right out to the surface. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And um the inflammation for me was not just in my face, it was happening way before that, but I was just ignoring the signs. Uh-huh. Yeah. My digestive system was completely almost frozen. I mean, it was it was as bad as once a week. Mm. Um my sleep was really awful. I was very anxious. I was yeah. very angry. I was very frustrated. I was very bitter. I was blaming. So I had lots Which just causes of- it to bubble even more, right? Yeah. So Joe was getting up in the morning. She was washing herself, dressing herself, going to work, coming home. She was existing this way, but she didn't realize at that time that I was just avoiding myself. And yeah. um, so this avoidance... And it, you know, it went on for years. This wasn't just something that came, and I, you know, it went on for years. I, um, my husband nearly left me. Um, when I had my first child, um, I got some postnatal depression, which I couldn't believe somebody like me could have depression ever. Like, no right, way. The people right. that I knew that were t- depressed were depressed, and right. I couldn't believe it. So um, I had a beautiful midwife who helped me through that because she said there's even medication, or and I was just so against medication even then. So she taught me through that. And in that process, I just thought, Joe, you're the only person. That can, I don't know how. I just it came. A second came with Joe, you got it. You're the only person who can get yourself out of this. So where did you start with that? I mean, you know, okay, I, everything you just said, I relate to. Okay. You get on the hamster wheel. Yeah. You're, you have to produce. You have to be this this you know, money-making, successful woman, you've got to stay on track, you've just got to keep yourself going. And in doing so, there's a breakdown physically somewhere. Because you're not making time to do the things you know you're supposed to do that you tell people to do. So I owned a a yoga studio. I was always telling people, you need to breathe through your stress, you need to sit, you need to meditate, you need to work your body. You need to go for walks. You need to be in nature. You know, you need to, you know, appreciate the people you're around. You need to set boundaries, all those good things. I'm giving out this advice, just like dealing cards, you know, like I, I I know how I'm supposed to live, but, and I ran this business that's best, that's based around being at peace with yourself, but I wasn't. <laughs> I was I was facilitating it for other people. Yes. But yeah. but in my desire to heal everyone else, I was breaking down. 
I, I was not at ease. So therefore, I was creating disease. And yeah. inside of me, it, I'm a giver. I'm a nurturer mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. So the part of our bodies that um, for, for women, our nurturing center is our uterus and our womb mm-hmm. and all of those spaces, right? So mm-hmm. I developed huge fibroid cysts, like seven oh, pounds, yeah. seven pounds. I got distended. It was, I couldn't relieve myself because it was blocking my bladder or it was pressing on my bladder. It was so uncomfortable. And um, I had to have surgery. It was an emergency issue because my bladder was at risk. And this was during COVID. And I'm sitting with myself and I'm like, how did you do this to yourself? Because you know better. And I believed and I still believe that this manifested as a result of me not caring for myself. Because I'm I'm a Reiki master. I understand energy and chakras and those things. And I wasn't buying that this just happened to me. I believed and I still believe on some level I created this within me and um, I got it taken care of. I got myself, I went, had to have surgery. I had all that removed and I had, I made a promise to myself that I would check in with myself. And when I start feeling this panic within me that I have to do more, I have to be more, I have to, you know, that I, I, I sit down and check in. So as a as an energy master, and I'm I'm hearing you, and this mainly showed up on the way you show yourself to the world because Roesha is you've got it on your face, you're inflamed, you're you work as a hairstylist in people's face, right? So you're front and center with this, whereas I was hiding it. I, I was I was carrying it around like I was trying to bring something into this world. So I'm looking at, I'm, I'm listening to you and you're talking about your face and I'm like, I'm trying to figure out like energetically this, you really had to sit down with yourself and look at yourself and figure out what you needed to do to heal you. Right. And it was front and center. Yeah. So how did you, where did you start the process of, of healing that? Well, you're, the, 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 what you're saying about your story, about your, you implement, you deal out the card saying, you know, you need to breathe more. This is what my um, massage therapist was saying to me, my chiropractor, Joe, you need yoga, you need, and I was just, because the harder I worked, I was a workaholic, so the harder I worked, the less I thought about it. And the worse it got. And the worse it got. But this being on my face was an, it was a cry for help because, you know, I, I, I said to out loud many a time, somebody please help me, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to ask for it. Yeah. So, the, so um, my father got killed in a car crash, which I think was the last layer of the trauma that I was already carrying from my childhood and my teenage years. And so um, it got really bad. I was just an ugly person to be around. You know, I was, um, and my husband sat me down once and, and just said, you know, I'm, I'm done. And I, was, and I couldn't believe it because I was such a loving, you know, I knew this other side of me and I was gobsmacked. It was like somebody ran me over with a train. And I just thought he was going to fly back to Turkey and move here. And he said, no, I'm just going to find somewhere near because I want to see my daughter. And I was just so confused. I thought, oh my God realize 
But I did realise, but I didn't. And then, so I booked bereavement counselling, thinking, you know, that's it, I need to get over my dad. And um, I had, I've always had, you know, this lady was beautiful, we really um, connected. But it turns out that I was grieving my dad, because he, you know, he was killed, I saw him Wednesday, he was killed on the Thursday. But I wasn't grieving my dad, who'd been, you know, passed away for seven years. I was grieving my mum, who was still in life. Yeah. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. And that was the biggest, like, head, you know. Yeah, head fuck, <laughs> mind you know, fuck or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, are you joking? You know, so, yeah. When I that came into my vision, I just thought, oh, my gosh. So that's really what started my process. And I met, I had a hairdresser salon that had a beautician, and she had started to go to um, guided meditation classes. And I was so frightened to get anywhere near myself. And I could see this when I'm talking to people in conversation, healing people now, they're so fearful to step the line to like go, okay, okay, Joe. I call myself Joe a lot because I like to know where I'm at. Right, And I'm like, so, you know, and so I went to, to... this, I trusted in my friend and I went and sat there and she instantly, you know, was like a magnet to me. Joe, I can see you've got this, you've got this energy, you could do what I do. And I, I was like, hold on a sec, I, I need to sort myself. But in my visualizations, I could see myself not doing what I was doing anymore, healing myself. I could see my future self, if you like, and I yeah. absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. But I had to, I had to... Um, you know, I could see it and fell in love with it, but I had to implement it. I had to be that person. So I married myself. That's how I call it. I married Joe and I married myself and just said, come on. Right. And I sat with myself. I left my, I left my life in England, sold my salon, my house in four months. I came here to Turkey because I didn't know where else I could do the work that I needed to do. I knew I needed to do work um, because of this face. And um, that's how the process started. I just was honest. I found my courage. Yeah. And I began sitting, moving, breathing, just doing things with me, falling back in love with me, getting to know me, and then discovering the things I'd, you know, so it was that was the start. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you said you thought your problem was your father, your deceased father, but you you under, you came to understand that it what that wasn't the case. It was what was going on with present with with the living. Yeah. And I think a lot of times yeah. that we tend to misdiagnose what the problem is. It's not always the most obvious thing, right? Because if, if the first thing that comes to mind, it's it, like where you said it was your dad, that was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Sit and think about it a second, because is that really where the trauma is, right? Maybe you need to, to step back a little further and look at it from a bigger perspective, because a lot yeah. of times we've dealt with the obvious more than we have the the not so obvious, right? And and I just think, you know, like when we talk about the word disease, break it down. D-I-S is one word, as dis, as in not having, all right? And then E-A-S-E, ease. So ease means we're comfortable. We we like where we are in life. We we can deal with things that come our way. We're at ease. Yeah. When you put the dis in front of it, it means you're not at ease. Like Absolutely. And that's that's where I think people don't realize when they go through this this life of rush, 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 that they think they're okay. Yeah. But if you're not spending time checking in with yourself, taking deep breaths, clearing your mind, 
in silence. You've got to shut this world off every now and then. You've really just got no TV, no phone, no outside stimulation. How am I? Because you can't take care of anyone else in this world if you aren't taking care of you. And it's just like the thing coming down in the airplane. If the plane is, you know, if there's trouble in the plane, even if you're a mother, you put the mask on yourself first because then you can render aid to others. And that's taken me a while. Like I'll get involved in things and I'll, I'll be like, Kathy, have you sat down with yourself at all? Like in the past week, have you taken the time to like meditate, breathe deeply? What do you need? What are you missing? What are you overdoing? What's going on in your body? Um, I think it's really hard for people to find a place to feel at ease with even taking care of themselves. And I think sometimes it takes something like a flare up of something or or a serious medical issue to say, I don't think I'm handling myself or my life really well right now. Like, you know, and I think it really angers people sometimes when they hear people like you or I saying, what did you do to cause that when they have a physical ailment? Because a lot of people don't want to take accountability for their sickness. They want to say, I didn't do anything to cause this. This is just what happened to me. You know, it just like God felt I needed to have this problem. And, and I they tend to get a little defensive and angry. But I'm like, but but really, what how could you have contributed to this sickness? Are you killing yourself every day working without taking time are you eating well are you feeding your body well are you are you resting are you checking in um i I don't think people make the correlation between self-care and 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 your health yeah so do you get with through your business people that are contacting you and they're saying i have this relation it's I, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know what I did to cause it. And do you have to like ask them those questions? Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, people do get in contact a lot. I've got a lot of many downloads on my podcast. But what I'm, what my aim really is, is for that. I'm just trying to encourage, motivate them to, because rosacea media is so. Um, you know, they want you to be subscribed to their medication. They want you to take this this treatment, and um, it's such. Um, having survived it, most people who are dealing with it haven't even had it, but there's such an emotional umbrella that goes with it. So even if it's, you know, I was a, um, my, my yoga as yours is, was so healing anyway. And, um, rosaceous, I specialized because people were visiting me with it, not knowing they had it or knowing they had it, but didn't want to talk about it. Okay. So I just thought, you know, and there's over, but the last time I looked, there was like four, um, four million over. Oh, there's millions of people with rosacea because they're, they're walking around in their dis-ease. So, and, and because we're told by the doctor in the white coat behind the desk that it's incurable, we just go, oh gosh, we've right. got to learn to live with it. Yeah. So, um, but I came out of that surgery and I just said, excuse my language, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. Just literally what I said. I just thought you are joking. I'm a 25 year old woman. You Google it, and you've got bulbous noses. You're 40, you know, 40 year olds to 50 year olds. I was 25. I'm like Sunningate right there. You say adding up, and um, I just, um, I just, yeah, you set your mind to something different. 
You set yeah. your mind to something different. And because I knew I've always been that weirdo, the black sheep, and I've always felt different. And like you said earlier, shape shifting into my friendships and things. And so I knew it was like rosacea for me was just like taking off my coat and going, here I am, or like letting my wings fly up. And I was like, you know, um, and then like, like you, I went to that stage of when people came to my retreat going, I could heal you, I could help you, I could break you, I could do, and I was doing all these multiple, you know, I just wanted people to feel as from coming out of the shadow into the light was amazing. And of course then, like you, I sort of burnt myself out because I wanted to help everybody. But now I, I wait for people to arrive, but with rosacea, yes. But what I'm good at, one of my gifts or whatever I am is that I, from what people say, I can interpret that into where and open and so seed and we expand and they go, oh, because food is massive. So many people have eating disorders with this disease yeah. because it, you know, you can't eat gluten, you can't eat this. Your body, when we heal, we become into harmony. So we know that we fancy the salad. And if we have a day where we're eating pizza, chips and drinking 20 beers, something ain't right. We know that. We're pissed off or we're just feeling down. So we're going to go for the comfort. Most of the time, make good choices because the alignment is here. Yeah. 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 And it is in the choices too. And I think the more the self-love you have, the more, the better choices that are going to be made and that kind of checking in and you know, all of that sort of stuff, but it is, um, finding ease in your life. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 it, you know, where you said, you almost said just now that the Roatia caused you to take off your, your coat and come into who you really are. So for yeah. you, this turned in, although it was a hard transition to go through, it was mm-hmm. life changing and it brought about your true um, talent in life with helping people and, and all of that. So it's, it's a good, it's a good thing that it happened and you can facilitate and help others through, through this, through this painful Mm -hmm. process. Because I think a lot of people, when something like this happens and they tell you it's incurable and you're thinking, I got to live with this for the rest of my life, you kind of think, it makes it worse because you feel lost. You you just feel defeated. Like, what can I do about this? This is this is my lot in life, and that can lead to other sicknesses too, or oh, or a, a, just a downgrade in your life in the joy yeah. of your life for sure. Mm-hmm. So, it's that mindset. It's that shift That's- in the mind saying, "I am my own healer." I've been giving gifts within my body that I can heal myself without. And, and don't get me wrong. I know there are sicknesses out there that need doctors and that need medicine. I'm not discrediting that in the least. However, I don't believe that there is always a necessity for, for, the, for the medicine always you know because i believe that the are the food we eat is medicine and we need to be more mindful of what we put in our body um i believe that the quality of our breath is medicine because that regulates the nervous system it it calms down the mind it it calm it calms down our heart rate our cholesterol uh, all of those things it creates the good hormones that help us sleep and you know so when we really stop and think about 
the mechanics of this body we're in. And if we can learn to control them a little bit, we can control a lot of what happens to us. Our weight, you know, we can stay in a healthy weight zone, you know, the exercise, get yourself out, breathe fresh air, take in a little vitamin D every now and then without sunscreen on. I'm not telling you not to ever wear it, but I'm like, we need sun. You know, we need unfiltered sun every now and then on our body and feel that energy and that that um, medicine that the sun has to offer that, that heals us. And rosacea, we are told, you can Google it now, it will say stay out of sunlight. It's so it's um so how do you feel about that oh it just makes my absolute blood boil because when you think about how it was yeah um i've been coming to turkey for 27 years and yeah i would sunscreen and try not to sit in the sun but it's the best medicine you know it's the medicine whether the clouds are there whether it's raining and they're telling us not to go in the sunshine the people that stay in all summer the people who dread going on their holidays the people who will leave relationships because they can't do outside sports anymore but they can because rosacea wants you to have everything yeah it, it really is it's not the suppression it's just awful every day i see some rosacea posts our scientific study said this and it's so um fear porn it's just yeah. fear porn and we're already fearful and soul destroyed and worth and confidence shot because you've just told us it's incurable. Yeah. Like you've just taken our life in that moment. But, and I've had people come to a call who, one lady, four children, just wants to run away. I'm going, Joe, I can't bear it anymore. And she was so full up on everything. Her face was the reddest I've seen and worked with. And I'm just like, okay, let's, and, and we talk and we talk and I just re start to rewind, bring her in, bring her in and, the transformations that happen just as we, and also we're very warrior. We, we grow up very independent warrior-like because it's normally some childhood, there's a childhood thing gone down, abuse or parent, alcoholic family, something going down there. So we, we um, same for me, we, we bring ourselves and we try and protect ourselves. We go into the corner of the room, we do all these shape-shifting things to right. try and help us survive. And it's like going, I, you know, I like just bringing yeah the sun um, bring in the sun like i mean the sun i mean i live in the sun like i'm everything that rosacea is shouldn't be right well everything i always wonder like the things that we know that are naturally healing you wonder sometimes why the the medical profession steers you away from them and it's because because there's money (laughs) Well, it's just fuel. We're just money in their pocket. Yeah. And my diagnosis was long-term antibiotics or antidepressants. And again, I was like, this was before my children. This was before, you know, I I was a um, successful career lady who just needed to go on um, antidepressants. But I couldn't believe, you know, I just couldn't believe it. Right. It's it's pretty crazy that we... We've disconnected so much from body and source that we think anything that's wrong with us now, let's just go to the doctor and they're going to subscribe something that's going to make it all better. And, and I'm not, again, there are reasons that that's necessary for sure. Yeah, I do know that. Yeah. 
I'm not discrediting the medical and science and all that, but I think nobody checks in with themselves and and what's available to us in nature. You know, um, there's so many ways we can cure ourselves that it's, it's crazy. So, so now you're in Turkey and it's changed your life. You, you have a purpose from this that's helping heal people and you hear all these stories every, you know, most of the day, right? Like people who helped me figure this out. So with, with that ailment in particular, what do you find for people is the one thing that's going to initially start the healing process for them? I just, I feel that most people would know if they are in disease or in ease, you know, Okay. Um, in the way that they feel, and okay, maybe they don't because they've been living in a certain way for so long. But if you have, if your body, you know, if your digestive system, if you're overweight, or there's so many different factors that we could realize that, you know, if I'm all, you know, if I wake up in a bad mood, then something's up. You know, I'm very curious about myself and the way I feel. And I think the hardest thing for me to get across is people is for them to realize and trust how amazing it is on the other side of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I read um, somebody wrote something and some lady uh, about um, healing and she said, I was a 12 year old girl who was um, abused. I don't agree with you because I didn't ask for that. Now, we don't like, I read that beautiful post that you wrote about your story a little bit on your Facebook. I've and you wrote that, like, you know, it's like, okay, we all have a story. I was, um, you know, happened to me, but it's like, how do I, I bring that 12-year-old girl here now. We come together, mm-hmm. I, you know, because my, my child was sat in a room all on her own, still sat there. Yeah. Still sat there, and I could see her, and I brought her in. You know, it's about not continuing on because there's no separation from the trauma and from you today. But there can be. There yeah. can be a story. Yeah. You could heal your hearts. And it's just... You know, I believe... Because they have no time. I have no time. My excuse is to make time for me. If I don't find time for me, I'm like, I, mean, like, I need time. Hold on, everybody. Just right. all just... You well, know? you know, they say that, and I believe this, like, we have to live in the present. We have to live in the now. And if you are in in trauma, you're not living in the present, you're living in the past, you're living in something that has happened to you, there's a trauma there. And you you're still there, you're still, you're still processing it. You're still living in it, you're missing the moment, you're allowing the trauma to control the now. And for me, that's how I've always looked at at trauma I've been through, even though even when I haven't quite worked through it, I think in my mind, I realized I survived that. That's over. I want to enjoy today. And the only way you can do that is to realize that it's almost like how you refer to yourself as Joe, you know, like, I look back at that. And I'm like, that's something I survived. That's something I went through. I'm not going to let it affect my health or my happiness today. But I can it happened. But I'm how I'm I have a choice to how I'm going to handle that. And I realize we all have different 
constitutions within us. We all have our own strengths and some of us don't deal with those things so well. And every and I tried to explain to someone the other day, like, you know, my experience was extremely violent, extremely unexpected and um, very traumatic. But I had I mentally and spiritually could deal with that, right? But then there's people that don't have anything happen to them that's quite that traumatic or violent, but it affects them much more deeply. So therefore, it's not that my experience was any worse than theirs. Maybe if you looked at it on paper, it would, it might... You know, it might have more violations or it might have committed more crime or whatever. But but the way it affected them was 10 times more traumatic than the way I handled what happened to me. So that's where I've you have to everybody has to kind of step outside themselves and quit judging people's trauma. Because some poor little child could have been six years old and locked in a closet every day for, you know, ever how many years. And they may have never been physically touched or it could have only been for 10 minutes or whatever that is. That could have been their time out. But to them, whoa, that was a major trauma. And it's going to manifest somewhere, somehow in adulthood. Um, It just will. Trauma does that. And, I, you know, I did a podcast not that long ago on physical trauma and how it will it will reside in you somewhere and it will show itself somewhere in the future. So I have a bridge, my front six teeth are a bridge, and then I have a bridge back here on my jawline from physical abuse. But the physical abuse didn't show itself until 26, 27 years later. And my bone, I started having bone loss in my jaw. And see here, I thought that physical abuse was over and done with. But it's just like trauma. It's just like psychological or spiritual trauma. It settles somewhere in you. In a chakra somewhere. Somewhere, if you don't deal with it, or even sometimes you think you've dealt with it, but it it resides and it eats away at something and and it, it will reveal itself. So when you're you you're saying I've heard you mention throughout this conversation that trauma has a link to Roatia most likely, right? That there's a there's I would pro- say there's the probably a connection, right? So yeah. the skin is the largest organ that we have, mm-hmm. right? I mean and it's the most surface organ that we have. Yes. So as an energetic person, I look at that and I think this is our first connection to the world is our skin. It's our sensory organ. We feel with it. We absorb with it. You know, it breathes, it grows, it sheds. So energetically, I would be like, wow, if I really could sit and think about that for a second, there's got to be trauma involved with this disorder somehow. And- the, the thing with trauma is that the experience is the experience, but in this um, present self here, what happens is when I'm working with a client is they can, we can talk about this, the trauma or whatever. It's very organic. Whatever comes through, we talk about that. But there's this is the thing that's missing. There's such an innate knowing in you, your wisdom, your knowledge of how 
you take action, release, marry, love into that trauma. You know, that I'm not going like what you need to do is A, B, and C. It's, uh, you know, so how does that make you feel? These open questions, everybody knows. Yeah. 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 In process for their trauma. No matter, like you say, it could be horrific. And I do deal with horrific and I deal with, um, not so I'm horrific, sure. but it is horrific in its own light, right? One lady, um, yeah, it could be an overgrowing part of a body. It could be um, the color of the eyes. It could be something that we would go, wow, you're beautiful. How could you think about that, about your eyes? But that's what I'm trying to say. From This is what makes people fearful because they remember the trauma. They remember the experience, the heartbreak, the divorce, the, the child loss, or whatever it could be. Right. But in this present moment, there's an innate knowing of how you can heal. And that's what I love to offer people because we go around. I'm, I am never telling people what to do. I'm asking them, inviting them just to think outside of where it is. Right. So I can say, where do you feel that in your body? And they say, I feel it in my shoulders. And I, then I instantly think, okay, what is she carrying? So then I'll talk about that. So it's, you know, there's, you, this is a thing. You do not, people do not realize how powerful they are and the answers they have, the wisdom. But what, by, enveloping yourself in the in the trauma if you keep going back to it then it's traumatizing you yes it is it is for sure um, and okay, but you know if if you just expand a tiny bit and just just you know what you need to do this is the beauty of our crazy miraculous self yeah and i think i think we all know that like you said you know what you need to do but with the world like it is today we we're not the world as a whole today doesn't want you to figure out what that is. It, it really doesn't. It wants to keep you busy. You're busy. You've got these things constantly, right? And they're always, you know, and sometimes I catch myself, I'm like, 10 or 15 minutes has gone by and I've just been sucked into that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's keeping me out of touch with me, right? And there's all, and you're always looking at some sort of trauma or drama, on there and it's not connecting you it's not helping you realize where you need to grow and what you need to let go of so i yeah i think if we can check in and and invite the healing in and realize it's going to take work right like you really have to go there in order to release it you got to go there and then it'll find its way out because I don't think your trauma, you know, the trauma generally like something we go through like that, it, you can learn from it. And in learning from it, you be empowered from it and you step out of the, the, the trauma or the trauma and you, you step into this powerful person who's got Absolutely. new skills, new skills and, and a new knowing and, and you move forward and you're like proud of yourself for yeah. coming through it. Yeah. That, it's um, one lady, for example, and, I, and she shared her story on my podcast. So she won't mind me talking, but she wanted her mother out of her life. She just did. She was done. She tried everything. She just wanted her out. She just, um, her mum, she just wanted her out. And I was like, okay. So we, you know, I listened, listened, listened. She wanted her out. I said, okay. So I, you know, initially I'm thinking, okay, we need to find a way this lady can move on without her mum in her life. Yeah. And I asked this lady one question and I just said, so 
when was the last time you asked your mum, how are you, mum? Wow, she looked at me like I'd... She just did say that. She said, I've never asked my mum that. And mm. I said, okay. So I said, well, being a mother myself, you know, to... And um, anyway, that one question, that seed, they're going to bath gongs together. They go, and, you know, there was lots of work because, you know, there was other things that she had to sort of expand on, but she had this feeling that her mother wasn't providing for her and loving her in the way that she should be, yet she didn't give nothing to her about. She gave nothing back. Ah. <laughs> so now, you know, she said they're at the game together, they're doing gong, and, and she said, I, I can really, because, you know, people are generally not nice because they've, and we all but have so, our own drama and trauma. We all have it, right? Yeah. And we attract the drama. We attract the same subjects of drama. I'm divorced and so are you divorced. Let's talk about it for all night. Yeah. Let's talk about Let's compare. Where, um, so, yeah, it's just this knowing how innately powerful we are is my message because um, we are. We are. We're incredible creatures. And I don't think people realize how incredible they are or the potential they hold. I think, you know, and and I think that's escaped everyone. Whereas in the past, we had to depend on ourselves to heal ourselves, right? Like you had you had to realize. And I just I think in some ways we're getting we're shedding more light on that. You know, like we're we're becoming as as a world society you know, we fo- we tend to focus on what's wrong with it, um, but there's a lot of good things going on. There's a lot of people realizing their own power and not only the, the power that the mind has, but that our heart has, the, the heart connection to things, realizing the power of the words that you speak. Yeah. I mean, it's all, a, it's all an incredible divine creation. Yeah, and, and just taking responsibility for ourselves. Yes, for sure. And I think with, with rosacea and with um, uh, friends of mine, fibromyalgias, lots of things going on, they try everything that's offered to them and they realize it's not making any difference. It's, so this is when they think, hold on a sec, this Joe sounds like she might be onto something. So, yeah. you know, it's actually going like, okay, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk after my dinner at night. And then they start to feel, you know, just these little changes. Yeah, little things that that we're meant to do, right? Is Roatia an is it autoimmune? Does it have anything to do with autoimmune disorder? Well, I think if you're out of balance and stressed and deeply anxious and got all of this emotional trauma, then yes. Okay. It's going to impact your everything. You're breathing for one. Most rosacea people breathe in really high in their necks and throats. No so deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're starving themselves or they're, um, you know, so busy being in, the, I call it rosacea mind or gel because, you know, they, they're, they're worrying about the next meal they shouldn't eat because rosacea says this, that, and the other. So there's, um, yeah, it's another level of stress that goes along with it. Wow. But like you say, when you go into that trauma and it's the, for me, it was a second of, for me, it was a second of feeling. I just thought, because you hear these stories, oh, I went and sat on a rock and I felt this and I changed my life. And I used to think, what? But I was sat on a yoga ball or a Pilates ball and this yoga teacher had trainers on. So she obviously wasn't a yoga teacher, but I don't know what she was. But anyway, she just asked us to breathe. And I thought, well, I breathe every day. And I just <laughs> thought, 
a second, a window into my soul. And I just thought, oh, my God, what was that? And I couldn't, I was addicted to finding out what it was. And that started yeah. to grow, and that started to grow, and that was it. it was, and so, if I'm on a call with somebody for 30 minutes, that could be enough. Yeah. Just no, I believe thing. that. It's there's a, there's a there's a switch that can be turned on, um, and for everybody, it's a it's a different thing, um, and it's a different person that's going to help you flip flip that switch, or maybe it's just something you hear that you're meant to hear. Um, but there's a connection that can be made that can kind of turn the light on and start to help you see things a little bit differently. And you just got to be open to it. You got to be open to the possibility that, hey, I can, if I really focus on my health and what's best for me mentally, physically, spiritually, I can take care of this in a way that I can manage it and have a good quality of life. And I think that applies to anything and everything. You know, if you feel something is consuming you, you need to stop for a second. You know, like whatever that is, if it's work, if work is consuming you and that's all your life is about, you need to stop for a second because it will fall. It's like the tower card in a tarot deck. If you build something and that something is all you got going, it's going to crumble eventually. And, and And even though it'll be very traumatizing for it to crumble it's probably for your better good because that's all you're investing in and you're more than that i think yeah it's true and it's retreats have nothing to do with rosacea my retreats are healing retreats but specializing in rosacea my podcast is is against that because rosacea you go about it in a different way you can't say you've you've got grief that's why you've got it because people just go you know so my rosaceous, um, my retreats that I do here are just people who um, are people who are in grief, are in trauma, are in alcoholism. I, I work with AAs, I, I work with whoever. But so rosacea is a separate thing, but it's not. It's under the same umbrella. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, uh, you know, yours was your fibroids, and this is this. And so it's just. It's healing. Yeah. It's just beautiful. I, I'm so blessed for the people that do find me because. Um, you know, I just love what I do. I'm passionate about it. I, I, I can I'm non-suffering. Tell. I, live, you know. I can tell. We need more people like that, like you in the world. So tell people how they can find you. So um, my Rosacea Freedom is rosaceafreedom.com. Okay. That's my website. I run my podcasts. And my retreats. Um, I'm a little bit sort of um, word of mouth at the moment because my website is down. It's not down, but it's not updated because I'm redesigning my retreat center. But um, my Facebook page is um, Alchemy Retreats. And, um, yeah, how else can they get me? Email me. Um, What's, your email? What's your email? Um, my email is joeosden at gmail.com. Okay. And that's O. it's J-O-O-Z-D-E-N, right? Yeah. Okay, at yeah. gmail.com. And Instagram. I'm on Instagram for Alchemy Retreats Turkey is on Instagram. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add or maybe just a little word of advice for people out there that are just trying to heal in general? Um, firstly, thank you so much for the opportunity. For Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. And meeting you. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, to really express from my heart, which is lovely. And um, my message to people is um, 
never underestimate the power that you are. And if you, no matter what you've been told, no matter no matter what you've been through, no matter how trauma, traumatic you, you feel your trauma was, you can live as free as you dream and desire. You really, really can. And it does take work. And the work, it's the work may feel hard if you're looking at it from the place that you are today, but the tiny little bit of a light that you let in is so liberating yeah. that it's your driving force to become who you are. It's so important for us in this day and age to know who we are, why we're here, and what's our purpose. Amen. Uh, I always said that I've always believed we are put here to learn. That is our our purpose to be put on this planet and to be put in these bodies. We're put here to learn, and it, it's 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 work. It's not going to be easy. It's not. It's not meant to be easy. But I I choose to look at this life, no matter what happens. It's it's honorable work, because I'm building really who I am, which is my soul. And it's going to outlast this body, right? So it's work and and good work is work. It just takes it takes practice and it takes time. So give yourself that and realize that may not be an instant fix, but know every day you're working on that better self on that better person on that better soul and all that. Yeah, and, And I just think people if you if you don't give it a try, if you don't, then the journey to self to honor in self, to marry into self mastery is the most beautiful love affair you're ever going to have. It ever. is. I don't care if you're married, I don't care if you're single, whatever your status, knowing this person, loving this person is just the, the reason I'm breathing. You know, and something I want to add to that that I don't think people really realize is when people hear us talk about this sort of thing and they're like, know yourself and work on yourself, I think some people think, well, I. I wonder if they have fun or I wonder what their life is like. Like, okay, let, let me just tell you, I swear like a sailor, you know, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay. I'm not some straight laced person. I, I enjoy life. A lot of things I, I believe in moderation. I don't, you know, we're meant to experience life and what yes. goes on in this world. This isn't some straight lace, like I do everything perfect lifestyle that we're talking about. I know, and I'm far from perfect, but it's a great life. It's a fun life. And when you really learn to check in with the spirit and, and self and body and have an awareness of what's good for you, food tastes better. You know, you know what you want to eat, you know what you don't want to put in your body and you, you're more lively, you're more vital, you're sexier, you have better sex, you know, all of those things. So if somebody says, Oh, I bet you have no fun. I'm like, dude, I could show you how to have a good time. Like, ladies, I can show you how to have a really good time. Like it's not about you don't have to do drugs. You don't have to drink. You don't have to like all you know, there's no, no, there's, there's, yeah, you're like all in. You know, if I'm yeah. having sex, I'm all in. If oh, I'm, yeah. And if I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, if I'm in a bad, I am not afraid to ask myself what's up here, you know, but yeah. I do have time. But I'm also could be very, not serious, but I'm really passionate about people. Sure. Getting, because it's so much, you know, when you're in your knowing and you're in your confidence and your power, it's like, 
oh, it's just because the drama disappears. The people that aren't yours drift away and you bring in. Yeah. You know, and you're there. Like you're there, like you're in the moment, like your mind's there, your senses are there, you're not distracted. It's everything's different and it's fresher and it it feels more real, right? So it's almost like you can step out of the game for a little bit and you, you see clearer and you feel things differently. So don't be afraid to take some deep breaths and kind of step into the the true human experience not the matrix experience that we're drawn into all the time and i don't know that i mean that figure to i mean literally like a matrix but when you get caught up in the day-to-day existence that we're expected to live in that's a matrix that's a that's a whole other world and you're and you're taken away from your embodiment you know and so i I try to detach myself a little bit from all that but yet i'm a part of it like i have it i have a job to do here um and that's to teach people to live to truly live and i think my last thing i'd like to say is if it's okay is don't be afraid to reach out yeah you know if something's not resonating with somebody that you feel or if somebody's inspiring you or if what me and you have spoken about do not be, people email me all the time with rosacea questions because they cannot believe I've healed from their indoctr- being indoctrinated from it's incurable. Do not, I, I'm not very good at reaching out. I wasn't, but please don't be afraid to reach out. You know, there's sure. a sister, there's a brother, yeah. there's a sister or a brother yeah. for you. I, I am here to bridge people to their power. My hand is out and behind me. I will take it. Yeah, that's great. Well, I hope anyone who needs a little helping hand reaches out because it could make all the difference in the world. And when you reach out, it empowers you to possibly help someone else. And that's how we heal as a world. Joe, it has been so great. So great having you. And we are going to be friends now. And um, maybe we can do this again in the future for sure. Um, everybody, please, um, you know, if you need to rewind back a little bit, check out how you can contact Joe if you need her. And again, just like she said, if you need help, don't hesitate. Go, go reach out to someone because it could just be a conversation that makes all the difference in the world. Thank you so much, everyone. We will, uh, I will be doing another podcast next week. We're getting back in the swing of things and we will check in with you guys soon. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.